I take you with me everywhere I go. Even on the Garden State Expressway. Outside of NYCNY. New York love me. NYNY. NYCIC. NYCYC. Tell you what, these people here can have this traffic. Bino, when you were up here for 9-11 and spent ample, uh, ample time up in these parts, where do all these freaking people come from, man? It is incredible. Uh, by the way, I'm driving to see uh, my son's uh, team's got a golf tournament. It's the Ivies. It'll be his final deal as a college player. And uh, uh, me and my lovely are going up for the weekend. She's flying up. I'm driving up. I think I drew the short stick, but I've been in southeastern Pennsylvania, so I got like a three-hour drive, and I'm I'm taking you along with me today. And Beanstar, do you remember the time that you and I were on this exact same freeway, and I was trying to give you directions and telling you to slow down? Do you remember it? Uh, I do remember it, Tony. I do remember it. Uh... Yes, I, I remember after riding with you uh, and then taking over driving and thinking, uh, Tony's going uh, by Alabama rules and he's making me be Mississippi State up here. <laughs> Which is something that um, Orange Throat kind of touched on today in the blog regarding the whole deal. Jeremy Pruitt learned a valuable lesson uh this week which is you ain't in alabama anymore and you ain't at georgia anymore because you know he had to be thinking the entire time when they were laying out the ncaa was hammering him this week and you know they had he had to be thinking uh uh-oh please ahead you know he had to be thinking you don't want to get caught speeding and have to explain to the cop you're doing a live radio show, do you, Bino? I mean, or would that be pretty epic to get stopped live on the air? I, that might be a first for anybody in America, because who else does this? Um, but um, Jeremy Pruitt uh, apparently got, and I say apparently because this is the spin we're getting. The spin we're getting is that Tennessee still doesn't know what to expect penalties wise and and who knows you know what's going to happen here because again um you're dealing with the ncaa but it was not they didn't feel like they were under a hot microscope this week jeremy pruitt however and adam sparks going to join us in hour number two jeremy pruitt got the absolute screws turned on him and um being star if donnie tindall right for what he did, which was so, so minor compared to what Jeremy Pruitt's accused of, got 10 years. If you just looked at that and said, okay, what would a Jeremy Pruitt get? Can we get like a show cause for life? <laughs> can they Can they issue one of those? Like literally say, life in high school? Life in the NFL, no life in our sport. They might put him in that Colorado super prison out there, for all I know. I mean, what in the war? What a goofball. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine last night. Jeremy's a perfect example. 
And I've got a buddy that played college football, and he said, Tony, here's what's happened in that sport. And we've seen it with a few guys. But Jeremy Pruitt's a great example. There's a guy that 35, 40 years ago, before the money was incredible, because back then what you had is you had head coaches that made okay money, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, two or three hundred thousand dollars a year, which is okay, right? And then you had assistant coaches making 50, 60, 70, and then driving free cars and with the full benefits and the whole deal and the state insurance and the pretty good jobs. But a lot of those guys back then were happy being assistant coaches because truly the money to become a head coach wasn't worth the headache. And, hey, I'm happy, and you can't beat happy, and so I'm just going to stay a coordinator. Now what's happened is that when a Jeremy Pruitt, who's making great money as a coordinator, gets a call from a Tennessee, and they say, hey, look, we're going to take your okay, really good, great salary compared to the rest of the world, and we're going to quadruple it. You're going to immediately make $4 million a year just for holding this job. Nothing about you has changed. He's forced to take it. He had about as much business of being a college football head coach as I did. You know, when you think about that, and that's what's happened in that whole industry, and that's why the Bud Fosters of the world at Virginia Tech, that's why those guys are like dinosaurs, because when you, when you are of a certain age and you get that call, even if you know in your heart of hearts, man, I'm not ready for that, or you know what, I don't want to be a head football coach, you're forced to take the job. That's what's happened to that industry. And, and Jeremy Pruitt's a prime example of when you run out there in your Tennessee, we did not learn our lesson from the other regime uh, when 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 we hired um, Derek Dooley, and it smacked us in the face once again, which is you don't go rushing to hire somebody for a job like that just to go hiring somebody for a job like that. Isn't that interesting when you stop and think about it? Yeah, it, it is, Tony, and it was, you know, it was – the perfect storm for both of those guys too real late in the cycle um yep. and it you know if you had to do it over again especially from Dooley's standpoint you would have put an interim in there um i, I don't i don't know if there was a potential interim uh for for Pruitt or not but yeah both of those guys got an opportunity they never should have gotten Based on circumstances, they, I mean, in a in a regular search, neither of those guys even gets a sniff for this job. The thing, both of them were rushing haphazard. You could almost make the point that Tennessee would have been better off back in 2017 of just taking Fulmer and saying, "Hey, you know what? You're our interim coach for a year," or somebody that was on that staff the failed staff of Butch Jones, I don't know. Um, the guy that looks like Chris Christie, whose name escapes me right now, Mr. Will Take the Ball in the Rain, Jim Torrey's cousin. What's what's that dude's name? Why can I never remember his name? Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. Ain't no joke. All caps. 
Well, <laughs> as as bad as I thought Hoke was, he would have been a better choice than Fulmer. They'd have had to go over there with the jaws of life to get him out of there after a year. <laughs> well, here's the thing, okay? Here's the deal. And I love that, but here's the deal. Somehow, some way, in a few months, this is all going to be over. One way or another, the NCAA is either going to come back with some crazy ruling, which I don't think they are now. I think there was a lot of concern. I think Tennessee showed a spirit of consolidation by having a, uh, by having Greg Sankey in that room for two days. Which, by the way, people are giving him an attaboy for that. Bino you know, Urs a guy making several million dollars. And one of his signature franchises was under the microscope. He damn well better been in that courtroom, Bino. He damn well better have been. And if it would have gone three days, he damn well better have been. And if it would have gone 24 hours like they do up in uh, Congress sometimes... And, and it was a wee small hours of the morning. He damn well better been in that room. I mean, yeah, you give him an attaboy for it, Bino, but give me a break. That's a guy making several million dollars a year. That's the least he could do, isn't it? Amen. I guarantee he'd have been there if it was Alabama or Georgia. He better be there for us, too. Right. I mean, here's the thing. Historically speaking, now it hasn't been in recent years, but historically speaking, Tennessee's a top 10 franchise in major college football. And to show the power of the brand, as soon as it good again, we had several of the top-rated college football games in the nation this year. And one of the bright, young head football coaches, as the SEC goes into super conference mode, Tennessee will be a key signature part of that. Period, end of sentence. And I'm not being a sheep saying that. I am not being a sheep saying that. I don't think. Unless maybe I am. I think Tennessee is going to be box office, bonanza, football the next several years under Josh Heupel. I really believe that. What do you think, Beanstar? Uh, For the first time, Tony, since it slipped under Fulmer, uh, I, I do think that Tennessee's uh, a major player again, um, and and here for and here for a while. And it is so freaking fun to think about the fall. So fun to think about it, and, and the thing that's just hanging over Tennessee soon. You know, while we. Reconnect with Tony. It's uh, uh, refreshing to have something back that we were wondering if it could ever get back. Uh, yeah, Brian, I, I was beginning to wonder if if I would see Tennessee football uh, have a major impact on, on the national scene uh, again in my lifetime. Uh, and the, yep. the recovery has has been amazing and it's been fast too and i don't think that we're going to fall back off to where we're just an afterthought you know we're going to have years when no. when we're we're not among uh 12 team playoff candidates but uh i i think more times than not we're going to be 
vying for one of those 12 spots. My message and my memo today in the blog was this thing's finally over. Hallelujah. And somehow Tennessee ends up with a very good, bright, young football coach who's a trendsetter, who Clemson's copied, who several people are, are you know, going to try to play like, and that's fine. Hey, flattery, uh, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Look, we've been copied in the market a lot of things we do. People say, does that make you mad? No, it makes, it makes me flattered. Absolutely not. It means you're doing the right thing when people are, are, are copying uh, what you do. We're going to come back on the other side. Tennessee and Vandy tonight. Uh, Tennessee and the, and the draft. Uh, Tennessee basketball recruiting. There's, are the Vols going to go two for two with their visits on the weekend? And the lead from Harvard is sort of an undersized forward. And Dave, who called yesterday, who is a noted, what would you call him? I don't want to use the term Barnes hater. I, I don't want to be unfair to that guy. But he's certainly a Barnes cynic, a Barnes critic, a Barnes stormer, if you will. Literal on guards of law, Tennessee basketball overtime this winter, a literal pain in my rear end. But Dave is uh, saying yesterday, hey, this Ludlam guy is another one of these smaller athlete playing up types, and then you have... If they get connect, K-N-E-C-H-T, spelled connect, that will be a love connection for the Vols because that guy can play. And even he said that yesterday. That guy can play, as in play, as in the New York Cosmos, which I'm looking at NYCNY right now. It's crazy. What am I doing? I'm doing the Friday edition. Vandy's in town. Bino has a thought on this baseball team, and after Evan Russell's segment of a couple days ago, the TLD Logistics Extra Innings, we'll get to that. Your phone calls. Adam Sparks, proving that God has a sense of humor, was hanging out up there uh, with the Glitterati in Cincinnati, and Adam's going to be joining us. He's in transit as well. Transit, 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 as we do it on a Friday. It's your Basilio Friday edition as we continue after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB, back with you, 865-200-5402. Here's the deal, and then I'm going to get Bino in here on the uh, baseball stuff because that Vandy series is tonight, and it's extremely interesting, extremely Um and you're hearing uh, Waze, the lady from Waze in the background. This is no joke. Bino, am I crazy enough to drive on the outskirts of New York City and do the radio show? Yes or no? Uh, yes, Tony. You are. Do you find it unprofessional? Uh, I find it daring. 865-200-5402. Here's on this uh, Connect kid, Dalton Connect K-N-E-C-H-T. Connect. Say it with me, Bino. Connect. Connect. Thank you. Connect. Brian Hartman, would you like to take a try at it? It's like uh, you're starting to say the state of Connecticut, or Connecticut, where you're going. So I guess it's connect, right? Yes. So on the day that. when I'm heading to connect, when the day when I'm heading to connect, you don't say the connect Tennessee's part, but Connecticut, but it's similar start. Tennessee's expecting connect, connect with them, Bry. So you are uh, you are correct, sir. That's very good on your part. Do you think anybody's ever done Knoxville radio going over the George Washington Bridge, Bean Star? Yes or no? No. I feel confident in that note. Radio history. Radio history is happening here. The G W. Uh, they come at you from they come at you from all angles here. Boy, Palisades Park looks really nice this time of the year. Uh no. Here's the deal. Tennessee's expecting a commitment from Dalton Connect perhaps today. That would mean they went two for two last weekend. That would also create a conundrum for them because now they're full. I've been telling you for weeks, none of those other seniors were coming back. None of those seniors are coming. I mean, they're full. They're full. Here's the thing. Not only are they full, but they're basically won over with the news of this week, which is that Vesco returned, which is that uh, Jordan Ganey, which is that Jordan Ganey, I'm going to try not to get hit here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can I get over? Can you let me over? Please, 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 please. Oh. Man, I just, hit a, I just hit a great, you know, I wasn't paying attention. That's shocking. Um, okay. Jordan Ganey's son, or, or Justin Ganey's son, Jordan, who's a point guard from South Carolina Upstate, looks like he's going to uh, be a walk-on. So you gain a guy that was a really good player at that level, and he's going to vie for minutes at the guard. The B.J. Edwards situation is really, really interesting, and it's part and parcel of what you see in modern college basketball. This is the information I have, and we'll share it with you. I've been telling you that Tennessee's been expecting B.J. Edwards for a while now to go into the portal. The reason they've been expecting him to go into the portal is that 
he has been encouraged by the team around him to go into the portal. B.J. Edwards, in the last couple days, has gone to Tennessee and said, look, people around me want me to transfer. I want to play here. I want to play here. People around him are like, uh, will you guarantee he's a starting point guard when ZZ's not here? And Tennessee's like, no, we're not guaranteeing anything. But he's certainly in our plans. As I've told you, they like him. Like, their, their, their intention, I tell you on here when Barnes going to run somebody off. And generally, they get run off. Their intention is never to run him off. But it was for him to get stronger, get better on defense, so that they feel like they could play him. And so he stays, if he does. Tennessee then is full plus one with the news of Vesco coming back. And you look at Tennessee's starting lineup next year, and they're pretty good in hoops all of a sudden. They got the Ledlam guy from Harvard. They would have the Connect guy. You can go over to tclub.team today and check out his numbers because we have a write-up on him. Uh, 48% shoots from the field. Big Sky, all-second-team second team, uh, player. Uh, nice player. Connect's a nice player. And then Vesco coming back. And then whomever is your point guard. Uh, and then you would have a do who Tennessee fought off Duke and North Carolina. So it's it's interesting, though, how you see these guys that get pulled by their teams, and that's what they have, teams around them, people in their ear, and the kid's like, no, I want to stay here. It really, Bino, you know, if B.J. Edwards sticks around, makes you want to root for him, doesn't it? Uh, ab- really absolutely, to Tony. Absolutely. It's, he really uh, wants to be here. That's, that's, that's the type of approach and attitude that, that you want on your team. And isn't that utterly wild? Like, that goes on all over the place with this portal. No, man, you need to get into the portal. No, but I like it here. No, but you need to get into the portal. No, but I like it here. Yeah, but you get in the... And that's my understanding of what's going on around him. And that's um, and the kid, uh, uh, I'm telling the Living Vol fan right now that the kid really wants to stay and be a part of this deal. So even though they're expecting him still maybe to get into the portal because that's what's tugging at him, that's major college basketball 2023. Bino, you have a thought. Tennessee and Vanderbilt this weekend at 865-200-5402. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. And Rob Troxler is asking me, are you driving the Carnes Motor Company Lexus Basilio? And the answer is, I absolutely am driving the Carnes Motor Company Lexus, Taylor. Thank you very little. So... Um, let's, uh, Beanstar, your thoughts on what we're seeing right now, um, 
you had something you want to share. And now I'll go to go to the phones at 865-200-5402. Yeah, Tom, something really struck me uh, that uh, Evan said uh, on Tuesday, um, and that is that uh, not, not only did we lose every position player prior to this season, uh, but he reminded us that we lost about seven major contributors the year before that. So in a two-year period, basically this team's lost about 16 contributors um, in that short a period of time. And most all of those guys had been a part of the program as it was building and had seen struggles. Uh, last year we had guys step in. Uh, that had had been through all of that, and they had some upperclassmen to help them through the process. We've replaced this year what we lost with guys that didn't go through that process. All they've known of Tennessee baseball basically is a team that that is either in Omaha or challenging to go to Omaha. Uh, so the first sign of adversity that came that's come along. This team hasn't responded well at all at any point in this season to just whatever little adversity comes along because they basically never experienced it. Uh, I hope that we can see some of that in the second half of the season. But if we don't, I really believe that what they're going through this year, that when we see next year's team, regardless if there's a whole lot of different personnel or not, I think that we'll see a team with with more resolve and more sense of urgency um, that can understand what they're going through and respond better to it than this team's been able to do to this point. Well, and that it's a really good point. The other thing that I was uh, left with, and, and Chris Burke said this the other day, which I didn't realize, and then I kind of went back and looked at it, Tennessee's last couple of signing classes, on top of what you're saying, all the all the guys that have left, you know, from from within the program, there were several guys, uh, signees, commitments, etc., that they were counting on being a part of it, um, and it's left them depleted. And you know, if a, just a few of those guys come. You know, it, it might look different. The, the truth is that baseball is a weird game. It's a hot and cold game. One of the things that Evan says about good, good play is that it's contagious, and bad play is contagious too, Bino. And to your point about these guys, because right now they're bad boring. You know, they're, they're not hitting the ball. And their defense is utterly atrocious. Uh, and I had a caller yesterday in overtime, Freddie Jack, who likes to get on me. And, and he's like, man, you sound like you're blaming the transfers. I'm not blaming anybody. But the the Ahuna guy, Bino, is just not what we signed up for. When you When you go and get a guy like that and you invest the money in him that Tennessee invested in him, and he's... Just kind of ordinary at the plate in league play. 
which is what he is. My bat's like 271. Put it this way. He's on Vanderbilt's team. Coming into the weekend, of the regulars, he would have the lowest the lowest batting average of any of those guys. Now, Tennessee's team, he's got the third highest. So, it's just, it's almost been a perfect storm. But, man, it's just been, it's just been so, to this point, this thing has gone about as badly as it could possibly go, hasn't it, Bino? It. It has Tony, and it's it's new, it's new for Tony too. I, I mean, I, I know mm. I know the hard work he's put in, and what a grind it's been to get there. Um, but uh, it, it's the first time in his head coaching career uh, where his team is underachieved. Um, so I, I, this is a new experience for him as well as as knowing what what button to push and. Uh, this team has been, I guess my greatest disappointment in the team is just, uh, their inability to field the baseball. It's just that, that just can't really be, you know, that, that can't be sugarcoated or excused. This is a bad defensive baseball team. Um, and I guess maybe we do put a little bit too much on Ahuna because of the position that he plays. Um, because you just your your shortstop has to be has to be an above average fielder, and and thus far he he's not been. I, I, I the the whiff out there at second, Tony. Um, I I'm wondering if Ahuna's having a little bit of vision problem or something. I mean that that's that's a play that you just don't that college baseball players just don't make. I mean fail to make, but. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, but I, again, I, I'm hopeful that there's going to be. Hey, it's caught the fan base. The fan base has been in the same position basically as the new players. Yeah. Uh, most of the fan base yeah. knows nothing of Tennessee baseball except just extreme success. Uh, and and yeah. they're caught off. We were caught off guard too because I, you know, I I, I didn't think we would see a rebuild year. But I don't know how you can have anything but a rebuild year uh, again when you lose like 15 to 16 contributors in a two-year period. And I'm one of those guys. I believe that Tony Valls is like the magic Italian leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and that and that he he was too good to fail. Me too. He had magic powers. And and you look at him in the dugout, and Cinco had a good point the other day. The other night, when they were getting just beaten down to the core by that Tennessee Tech team, you look over at him, and then afterwards, his 10-minute thing with the press, he's like, look. In a roundabout way, he said, look, these guys are either going to catch fire and start playing or we're just gonna choke choke it choke it out to the finish line and he said that this weekend they have got to get two out of three against vanderbilt one out of three ain't uh, you know i mean can you still get to the ncaa tournament with one out of three yeah sure you can still get in they got to get two out of three 
if you want to really jumpstart the back stretch here of your deal here where it seemingly light lightens up but man south carolina lit up lit up florida last night and by the way while we're on the subject shout out to the ncaa for suspending florida's closer the other day for four games for hulking up on the mound after striking a guy out and yelling into the opposing dugout four games here is a here is a sport that on the american sports landscape i mean let's call this what it is okay and we've enjoyed it the last couple of years but in the american sports landscape for the most part chris burke cover your ears tom hart cover your ears is played in virtual anonymity tony what do you mean the xfl and the usfl are going to get numbers this weekend that will quadruple what college baseball gets on television now i didn't do it i'm i'm reporting and you decide rita cosby okay i'm reporting and you decide here's a sport that last year the tennessee volunteers with a flamboyant way they played the game some would say a callous disregard for their opponents. Some, like me, would say the joyful vigor of 10-year-old kids out there having a great time, celebrating being alive, and boy, it was fun. Come on, baby, let the good times roll. The NCA, what do they do? Tennessee became literally a viral and I do mean a viral sensation last year across many platforms of social media. What does the NCAA do? No more props, which, by the way, if you watch the Major League Baseball now, those guys have props. But no more props on the outside the dugout. In other words, no more life, no more energy, no more fun. Let's go back to the stale, stayed product that we had and take a kid for literally doing a Hulk Hogan pose down on the mound and yelling into a dugout, which, by the way, at various levels of baseball has been going on for forever, for forever. When a relief pitcher gets out of a jam, guys have been screaming at opponents for forever. Okay? Forever. That's been going on for forever. And they, the, the home plate umpire looked at the kid and said, you're out of the game, and the kid couldn't believe it. Florida's head coach couldn't believe it. And this is the new normal we're living in, Bino, because God forbid... Your sport gets really good numbers. People are picking to watch Tennessee show. Yeah, Tony, I, I really don't know what they're trying to regulate. I mean, I, I, I would have understood it back more in the day when, uh, when you disrespected your opponent. Uh, the next time you walked up there to plate, you got ear hold. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. Matter of fact, the kids today kind of expect that kind of thing they they just they, it's just water off a of duck's back to them they don't 
they don't seem to mind whatsoever if their opponent uh, kind of flexes up a little bit. Now, I mean, you can't be flipping people off around the bases, some of that nonsense we did last year, taking it way be above and beyond. But, uh, uh, it, it, you know, the game doesn't regulate itself the way that it used to. It, I, I'm, I'm not sure what they're trying to prevent. Let's take our first caller of the afternoon or morning. Let's go to Rusty. Hello, Rusty. I'll be reconnect with Tony. What's up, Bino? How you doing, Rusty? Rusty, how are you today? I'm great, Ronnie. Good to talk to you, buddy. Same. And, uh, as bad as we've been with Ahuna's batting average being the third best on the team, which is, is a little shocking, um, and as bad as we are building the baseball, if Burns and Dolander were the same guys they were last year, we have a we have a winning SEC record right now, even with all the other stuff. That's why we expected so much out of the team. It was that we had three pitchers returning that we thought were going to hold teams to like two, maybe three runs a ball game in the in SEC play. Yeah, that's that's true, Rusty. And even those guys, though, uh, even uh, you know they they came in last year brand new and were lights out. All three, yeah. brand new, lights out. They had never experienced any of the adversity oh, that this team especially Chase either. Burns. Yeah, Burns is Burns is shell shocked. You're right. So yeah, big thing. Do you got me? Yes, we do. I got you, Rusty. Okay, cool. So last year, the first two series, uh, you know, the, the road series, Vanderbilt and. Uh, and Ole Miss was, was how we started SEC play. And Burns and Dolander combined over uh, like 43 innings or something like that. Crazy, crazy number of innings for those two combined in those two series. And they gave up a combined three runs. And uh, I think we gave up that many the first uh, before an out was recorded against Missouri. Yeah, that's one inning if you're lucky now. Yeah. For those guys. Uh, but yeah, it's one inning. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's something yep. I think that the ball club is crazy. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Bino. I talked over you. Uh, no, go go right ahead, Rusty. That was uh, that's Tony. Tony's back with us. Go ahead. Okay, no, I was just saying it's 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 really bad how bad we are fielding and all the other stuff. But it really comes down to our starting pitching just isn't what we thought it was. It's uh, it's all of the above, Rusty. It's it's all of the above. If if, if this team swung the uh, was swinging the bat anywhere close and fielding it anywhere close to what we did last year, we could overcome some bad starting pitching because our bullpen's still pretty good, uh, other than an outing here or an outing there. Uh, but uh, it it's it's all together. I mean, what what we we've scored. We're, what are we scoring? Three runs a game or something like that in the SEC? Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of my point. No, you're totally right. We could, have out, we could have overcome it last year, but coming into this year, the feeling was we're going to regret offensively. We're going we're gonna to have to win ballgame three to two they, against a good team. They only got seven runs for three games last weekend. Yeah. Well, the pitching staff, we could, go, we could win two to one and three to two. And that's just not possible now. Um, that's, 
I, that's what I mean. It's, it's all bad. But the reason we're a little bit surprised is because a lot of us assume pitching would carry it this year, and it hasn't. Yeah, and I, I think that we were probably off base in assuming that that pitching staff was going to be able to recreate what they did last year too, because that was that was an anomaly as well, Rusty. Yeah, totally, totally. They, maybe now is who they really are. I don't know. Um, I, I thought we had you know Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom coming back at the college level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree, and I, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I, I think somewhere in between is, is who they actually are. I, I don't think they're they're as dominant as they were last year, and I certainly don't think uh, that they're going. We're going to see them struggle going forward uh, the way that we've seen somewhat uh, this year. I, I think somewhere in between those two yeah. is who those guys really are. What's wild, guys, is I thought we were going to see lighter and rocker. I thought we'd see lighter and rocker this year, and I think we all thought that. And that's what's crazy about it. Yeah, exactly. That 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 that's the perfect that's the perfect uh, comparison, Tony. That's who it seemed like we had coming back on Friday and Saturday it was a lighter rocker bandy bandy combo. And we thought that Halverson would be kind of like a, you know, name a great MLB pl- closer, Mariano Rivera. Yeah. And that right. hasn't really transpired either. Right. Even the crazy guy out in San Francisco that used to jog the base, used to jog in the, in the fans with his shirt off before game. Even, even him, maybe. Hey, um, real quick on the transfer from Harvard. Um, he may be terrible. I don't know. But the only thing similar to him and the Anasiki kid is they're both six six, but that's like saying that Grant Williams and Triple J are similar because they're both six six. That kid is not a back to the basket, can only score in a post up move like Anasiki was, or can only score in a rebound putback, six six guy. This guy's a he's gonna take a bunch of threes. He might shoot thirty percent, might shoot a little bit lower, but he's gonna take a bunch of threes. Anasiki's never shot a three in his career. And this guy is a guy who is a away from the basket pretty good driver of the basketball completely different games i don't know how that comparison got thrown out there yesterday um just go back and watch holy cross's film with anastasia and go back and watch this kid's harvard and they don't look anything similar um and holy cross that league that that kid was that anastasia was playing in was the worst um ncaa tournament level conference in college basketball like out of all the conferences they were the worst that could qualify and harvard was like Harvard was in the conference that was the 12th best conference last year in high high college basketball. There's a little difference between the two guys. Just food for thought. I love you, boys. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you, Rusty. Let's get our thank you, Rusty. There you go, Tom. We got Taylor. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do this. Let's get a brief timeout. Yeah, we'll come back on the other side. Eight. 205402 your Tony Basilio show on a Friday if you want to jump in 8652005402 Adam Sparks coming up in a few as well uh sometime in the top of the second hour as he was up in the Queen City and proving that God has a sense of humor uh the 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 stuff that that he wrote about and the perp walks and the this and the that and the the irony and you know all of it 
It's all ahead as we continue after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. The NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come, making their way now through the triable. Speed begins to pick up. Short track swing is over. Now there's a problem. Oh, and a crash in turn number four. Three cars involved. One of them was Daniel Hemrick. Which means it's time for Super Speedway Racing in Alabama. Bubba Wallace into the wall, steaming to the line. Ross Chastain will win. It's the Geico 500. Sunday, April 23rd at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want grounded? A1 Tree Trimming and Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg. They also service surrounding Middle Tennessee. We are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-993-5441 or check us out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Hour two on your radio as we welcome you in. Tony Basilio, Bino Jeff Henderson, Brian Hartman with you on a Friday. Tons of stuff to discuss and very little time to get there. Tennessee and Vanderbilt tonight. Beautiful weather. At least for the first night. Next couple days, little uh, tomorrow, a little touch and go in the morning. But then it's going to be a really nice day tomorrow. And then Sunday, a little cooler. But let's go to the phone. Real quick, Tone, let's get it legal. I didn't get it in there. That's my fault. Living legal and large. Brian Hartman's a man in charge. He's got a game on you, and it's hour number two. So let's go to the phones and get Taylor in here, who's up next with us. And then uh, we will we will... Choose to, uh, we will uh, endeavor to connect with uh, the great Adam Sparks of the News Sentinel. Tony, keep in the road, safe travels back from uh, the Keystone State. And uh, I'm sure as you get closer and closer to Tennessee, the air is going to get cleaner. The sky is going to be blue. The grass is greener. The people are nicer, better looking, and much friendlier. Uh, Godspeed uh, coming back to God's country, my friend. Interesting. Tony, uh, Coach Fulmer, um, Athletic Director Fulmer, in air quotes, if Tennessee had not hired Athletic Director Fulmer to hire the biggest moron who has ever, in my humble opinion, ever graced the sidelines of a Power 5 conference in football, would we have had that hearing in Cincinnati? Or would this be a closed uh, case? Because here's where I'm going, right? I get. I think. I think the leadership of Tennessee is wonderful. I think they finally figured it out. Meaning Randy Boyd, Dante Plowman, Danny White. But the reality is, Fulmer should have been fired as athletic director. There should not have been a get out of jail free card. There should not have been a going away million dollar present. He should have been fired for incompetence and uh, and and ad malfeasance. However, to, to save his legacy and the national championship winning coach that he is. The administration made a decision to quietly usher him out as a retirement and a, and a parting gift. Would you say that's accurate? The guy's a luxury box for life, Taylor. Exactly. So they, you would agree, they ushered him out, tried to be politically uh, uh, conscious, PR conscious, and uh, instead of firing him, did all of that, right? So my point is, I think if they if they wouldn't have done that, and would have fired him for cause based on uh, lack of oversight, et cetera. I don't think we would be having this uh, this committee meeting with the NCAA up in Cincinnati. I think they would have said, well done, University of Tennessee, great leadership. You cleaned house. You took care of the issue. Let's move along. That's, that's my theory. I don't know if you agree or not, but I'm pretty confident that that's, uh, that's, that's directionally accurate, as they say in the trade. Filmer is the gift that keeps on giving, Taylor. He is the gift that keeps on giving. And, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. 
Bino, Bino, what? When does the statute of limitations run out? I mean, for for that stuff, the winning the natty. I, I get it. Well, Forty-five I, and five, great I, run, incredible. I don't know that it ever does, Tony. At a program that's uh, that's only won two outright national championships, and you know, it's the only one that we've won in our lifetime. I think there was another factor to it too. Uh, that was a little bit self-serving in that, uh, you know, Philip Fulmer still has uh, some big money people that uh, are forever on his side, and uh, I don't think the university wanted to alienate those people by by firing Fulmer. I, I, I think that was a, a part of it as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of politics involved here, which, you know, creates for some intrigue. And the players behind the scenes, and you better not do this to my guy. And if you do, I'm pulling my money, and this, that, and the other. It, it's just so. Taylor, you're just so right, man. I mean, the Pruitt guy, I thought Derek Dooley was a terrible hire. The, I, Can't a I thought Dooley was a terrible hire, you know? No, but, but Pruitt's to know, uh, but. But uh, Fulmer said, "Hold my beer, watch this." Wow. But anyway, corn corn down is the, literally the worst moronic uh, imbecile to ever hold a Power Five job. It's uh, I'm I'm embarrassed that he graced our sidelines. So let's move along to something more important: the baseballs, Tony. That's who I'm passionate about. That's who uh, we need to see, as you stated, two out of three uh, from Vanderbilt. Let's turn this season around. This could be a momentum. Season-defining series, Tony. That we can we can rip the rug out from underneath Vanderbilt and prove that they're a uh, their their record is indicative of the weak competition they they face. Or I don't even want to talk about what could happen if we don't do that, Tony. But but let's talk mm. about real quick the point that that Evan Russell made about the twenty-two lineup. But but here's what's interesting there. I think you talked about this, like our second baseman Ortega. Right, he sat there three years behind Ferguson. Right, he was ready to take the torch, take the mantle, no, no question about it. Uh, then you look at Cortland Lawson, same thing. He took the torch from Liam Spence and had been three years preparing for that role. All at University of Tennessee. You, you can't, you can't make this up. Trey Lipscomb, he was ready to take the torch from Rucker. He had been there. This was his fourth year again in the University of Tennessee program, not a JUCO. Not a graduate transfer, not a portal transfer. These are guys that bled orange and had sat and learned behind veterans and were ready to take the mantle, take the torch, and ready to, to take over and, and produce for the program. You look at catcher, that was Pavloni prior. Evan Russell moved from left field to take over. Again, four-plus years with the program. Uh, we had a bevy of of veterans ready to take over. And then we had, of course, back, and we had Gilbert, two big leaders in right field, center field, respectively. The other thing I want to point out, Tony, how, okay, I, I don't like the recruiting, being able to host. We shouldn't be distracted during during postseason baseball hosting recruits and portal transfers, especially portal transfers. I hope that the NCAA changes that because if you'll recall last year when we were hosting a regional we uh, we were also hosting a shortstop portal transfer that uh, was a top five uh, candidate in the in the in the portal transfer. How do you think that impacted 
Cortland Lawson that maybe didn't know if he was going to be drafted or not, and he still had a year or two of eligibility remaining. How do you think, more importantly, because of what's happened, Logan Steenstra, do you think if we didn't reach into the portal, what would it have been like having Logan Steenstra manning shortstop for the Tennessee Volunteers this year? He had another year of eligibility. Point taken, Tony, a point that I'm trying to prove is uh, the portal transfer can upset, certainly can upset team chemistry. We've, I think we've seen that this year. And I'm not picking on any particular player. That's just the way the game is played. But also having the to take the to take a, a, a huge uh, recruit and host him during a regional or super regional is distracting to the coaching staff, and it's also distracting to the players who are starting starting to think, "Am I not good enough? Am I am I getting recruited over?" And I know yeah. part of that is the ball game. But, uh, my goodness, if you added Steenstra back to this team and you added we didn't expect to lose Stevenson, but that would have at least been a little bit of continuity and some, some, some leadership that would have carried over to this team. We were decimated, as we've stated, by the draft and graduation. But I would argue that we've talked about Stevenson being a, 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 something that we didn't, a player that we didn't think we would lose, but I would argue Steenstra is yet another. What's your, what's your take on that, Tony? You know, what do you, you think? Know, I think he's got a great point. And I'll say something else. In basketball, the, the they got to really adjust these portal periods because in basketball, if you don't make the tournament, the, the teams that don't make the tournament get to go hog wild and pig crazy into the tournament and or into the transfer portal. And the rest of these coaches have to focus on winning these games. Now, I'll argue one thing with you, Taylor. I think you're right. In terms of the Ahuna thing, upset team chemistry. There's no doubt about that. I'm not. I'm not they, they took him in. He's the high-paid kid, the whole deal. And he's not kind of a leader type. He's just not. He's sort of aloof, I mean, quite honestly, from what I hear. And I'm not picking at the kid. It just kind of is what it is. If they had a do-over with him, would they do it differently? Eh, interesting. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. When you And I want to hear, I want to get Bino's thoughts on this. When you're hosting a guy and you've got that super regional slash regional atmosphere in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, there ain't anything better than that last year. That's the greatest show on turf. And so uh, I think it's also an advantage. No question it can be a disadvantage in a sport that's completely mental for the guys that are still there. The Seamster guy was a really, really nice college player. Nice college shortstop. Not great, but a nice player. Bino, your thoughts? Well, I don't know a lot about the the portal periods, but uh, I I do think that Taylor makes a good point. Uh, I I don't think that teams should that are that are vying to go to that are in the in the regionals uh, should be pushed to do things during their season uh, that they feel uncomfortable with. In other words, um, Ahuna, I think, was the number one portal player in in the country. Tennessee felt like they had to get a jump out there to have an opportunity, so much so that they brought him in here before they even had his transcript, which is a violation. Um, so I, I do think that they should, if, if those things overlap, they should push that back, and, and that portion should start after everyone's completed their season. Let's go to uh, Adam Sparks now, who is Yeah, thank you, Taylor. Great call. Good hearing from you. I got you down for two out of three. 
Adam Sparks is making his way back. I'm making my way up to Connecticut. I just navigated New York City traffic while doing the radio show because that's what we do here. That's how we roll. Adam Sparks right now, as we speak, is on his way back from the Queen City where Jeremy Pruitt, no doubt, violated the King's English a few times uh, during the hearings. And uh, Adam Sparks, I welcome you in, in that you have proved that God truly has a sense of humor because some of the stuff that you were writing about is incredible like the danger zone stuff and you taking notes in real time and live blogging out of a hotel how bizarro world was that for you to sit there and live blog and put all that all that together adam yeah it was it, it was strange uh you kind of have to be creative with assignments like this the hearing is closed in the public and media and you you can get some background and you can read the tea leaves uh in a number of ways um but otherwise i mean you gotta you gotta try to read body language uh the only two media members that were up yep. here or there was three on the first day uh me brett hubs and uh and then our photographer with knox news and then that was whittled down to two people just me and hub the rest of the time and you know every time the door opens you're looking at body language you're looking at who's who's pretty miffed and then they're trying to put on a, a good face as soon as they see that you're looking at them um but the rest of the time you're i mean yeah there was there was humor in it obviously you mentioned the danger zone thing there was a leadership conference across the hallway that just went on this, this during this whole hearing and ended up being sort of a running joke with uh, with uh, everybody in the hearing because there was just this you know, thumping music the 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 whole time across the hall, and people jumping up and down and dancing and screaming, and uh, it was it was Top Gun themed. So that's why you got the Danger Zone uh, uh, song. With when Jeremy Pruitt and Tennessee walked into the hearing, the soundtrack was Danger Zone, <laughs> and and the the conference, by the way, uh, again to continue the the irony, the the name of the conference was Excellence in Coaching. That was across the hall, so oh, no. uh, there was there was plenty of humor in it. Uh, but you know, on the on the hearing side of it, uh, you're you know you're trying to. We know the order of violations, so we know they started at one, they ended on eighteen. Eighteen is Tennessee. Um, Thirteen of the other seventeen is Jeremy Pruitt. So you're trying to see who's here, who's leaving how long you think each violation takes, and that's how you can get a decent read on the, on how the hearing is going. So walk-up music for a court hearing? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it, and it changed, uh, you know, it, it changed with each break. Uh, there was one time when Donde Plowman came out during a, a short break, and, uh, you know, it was very, you could still, it was very serious. Whatever violation they were just discussing, there was a lot to it, a lot, a lot of lawyers involved. And uh, when when they came out, all you heard was people singing loudly "Happy Birthday, Marvin," because <laughs> there was somebody in the office <laughs> next door named Marvin, and it was his birthday. And uh, <laughs> it was you just got these odd contrasts wow. uh, the entire time here of all these lawyers walking out, and then all these other people uh, ac- across the hall mingling with them. And so it was a uh, it was a, it was a dichotomy. There's no doubt about that. And for you and the Hubbard to be sitting out there just like, what in the world 
are we do- what are we doing and this you contrasting the humor of the deal now the question for you did either Pruitt or former pop in and give a imp- to uh that did they, did they pop their heads in there there was there was no double dipping there was <laughs> oh. they could have done a twofer for this trip right walk over there and say this is how I won a national championship either as a head coach or defensive coordinator and uh, that would have made the trip mm-hmm. uh, more entertaining but uh, you could look on their faces and tell that both of them were pretty busy and it was pretty intense um, I think Jeremy Pruitt obviously spoke a lot and was questioned a lot in the hearing room but from what I gather Philip Fulmer was too and that's really why he was here um, Tennessee faces a failure to monitor. Obviously, Jeremy Pruitt could have made some accusations about whether whether Phil Fulmer or Tennessee knew of any wrongdoing. And so, you know, Phil Fulmer was here to to just answer questions, um, you know, on all of Jeremy Pruitt's all the accusations against him, but then also help defend the university against the one violation that it faced. My gosh! So, in a serious note. What is your sense from the people that you've talked to, the people that you've been able to gather uh, information from? What What is your sense of, of what's occurred here uh, in terms of for Tennessee and how the proceedings went for him, for them rather? Well, obviously, I mean, it's, it's speculation, but it's educated speculation. Uh, we won't know anything yeah. until the final report comes out, probably in the summer. Um, but I question whether or not this was really worth the risk for Jeremy Pruitt. Um, his assistant, some of his assistants and staff members took show cause penalties. That's a, a, essentially a plea deal. It, it, it seems like he probably could have done that as well cut his losses and just started his show calls and be done with this. I think this was more about, um, it was to clear his name, but I think this is more about in the long run to see if he could escape these penalties and therefore maybe get some of that buyout back. I think this had more to do with money than reputation. And I just, I just don't think, I don't think he was going to, I don't think he was going to escape violations. There were 13 levied on him and I don't think he was going to get that yeah. money back. And so, probably didn't accomplish much in this. Uh, Tennessee, it's a different kind of risk. Um, Dondi Plowman came out and gave us a statement, and she said she's pretty happy with it, and she's ready to move forward. She doesn't know the penalties either, but either she thinks they're going to end up um, with moderate penalties in this, or she's putting on a brave face knowing that if harsher penalties come down, especially a postseason ban, that uh, those lawyers that they paid a lot of money to be in that room can uh, you know that, that that they can levy the that they can start the appeals process if it comes to that? Well, and that's the deal, right? I mean, that the whole the whole concept here is that this is gambling. Everybody in that deal is gambling. Uh, as we talked a couple weeks ago, Tennessee never wanted it to come to this, but at the end of the day. You know, once you're once you have to go up there, you are pot committed. So if you're pot committed, you better go up there and make the best of it. And you know, the Pruitt thing's really interesting because you know we were talking before on the on the uh, 
earlier today on the show, and I was asking Bino, and I ask you this: If Donnie Tindall got a ten-year show cost for what he did, what is Jeremy Pruitt looking at? Life in jail? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, I do think that uh, I think there's somewhat of a misconception, or maybe it's true. I don't know, but I think there's a misconception of what he could hit, get hit the hardest for. Um, so much has been mm-hmm. said and reported on those first nine violations, which some he was implicated in, most of them, which was paying players, having money sent to players, uh, paying for paying for expenses on COVID recruiting trips during dead periods, all those sort of things. And those are bad. If, if he's found guilty of those, those are going to hurt him. But the ones that really are probably going to hurt him more is violations 10 through 16 or even 10 through 17. Because those are about unethical conduct. That's about deceiving the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Essentially, those are lying to the NCAA. The, the, so, you know, the, if if he does get a a big show call, some he, some harsh penalties, it it's going to be more so that he lied to the NCAA for two years rather than, you know, he p- had some hotel visits paid for. And his and his wife paid for part of a car for a player's mother. Those are bad, but lying to the NCAA about those will, will hurt him more. Yeah, that's what Tindall, Tindall hey, Adam, got caught already, up in the car. Um, you've already mentioned uh, that you kind of had to read body language and and uh, be a mind reader and that type of thing on on this uh, on on your trip to Cincinnati. As a sideline question. Um, and we we kid on here and called Danny White the plumber because he was gonna he was gonna fix all the leaks over there and that kind of thing. Have you found uh, through your experience with them that this is a more buttoned up administration than once uh, the ones before it? Yeah, I mean it has to be. I mean it's kind of one of those things. If you know if uh, if a public official gets impeached, you better have the clean cut. Uh, no frills, never break a rule top to come in after them. That's got to be the next administration. And, you know, I've talked to Danny White before about just, just generally about, you know, what to expect during this over the past year or two, what to expect from a, from a hearing, from the case and all that. And he usually pleads ignorant because he says, I've never been through this. I, I don't know. I, I haven't been caught up in NCAA stuff before. And, and that's why Danny White was... Again, so uh, Danny White's kind of, we lost Tony for a second. Danny White is a very institutional guy, so you have to think that he pretty much knows how to work around this. He can, I mean, it, 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 it can come to the appeals process if it's if, if this is bad on Tennessee or worse than they think. I will say, you know, sort of the comment on body language if I had to rate rank body language best to worst. Uh, Danny White would be number one, and Hubs and I talked about that quite a bit. That that's that's how we would rank them because Danny White was seemed to be free as can be, uh, loose and all that. He was the first one out of the hearing usually, um, in great spirits, and there's a good reason for that because he was hired after this happened. He didn't do anything wrong. He's not being accused of anything. He he can kind of sit and observe. Um, you know, and his bigger job will come if the penalties are harsh, the aftermath. Um, but his body language is great. He was loose as can be. I thought Dondi Plowman handled herself pretty well, at least put on the face of that. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt was up and down throughout the week. You could usually tell when he came out of the room, 
if he had just gotten hammered by some questions because he, he would he would look stressed. And you could tell if Philip Fulmer was a big part of the conversation because he would come out much more stoic than he normally would be. Um, and so those, those were interesting things to observe. So what chances do you think there are of the – of the Tennessee receiving a bowl ban at this point? Well, I mean, if, if this was two years ago, uh, very likely they would get one. But because wow. this is now and because this wow. is the new approach yeah. to legislation, uh, it, it, it's unlikely. So it's really just the NCAA if they're going to follow what the new legislation is or not. If they do get a bowl ban, I, I think it's unlikely. But if they did get one, then you, you can go ahead and pencil in the appeals process because Tennessee would, would take this to the wire. Let me ask you something, Adam. And, and what's Do you that think mean? this battle like, like, let's say this is happened. more well, about well, penalties that. that Tennessee could get? Or do you think it's about Tennessee's administration not wanting to be associated in any way with a lack of uh, with failure to monitor? Um, I think this is more about moving the program forward. Um, you don't want a massive scholarship cut because those could make a difference in what your record is in future seasons. You know, if, if Josh Heupel has cut three scholarships a year, okay, that's fine. If he has cut five or six a year, then you may be losing a game that you would otherwise win. So they're trying to avoid that. They're trying to avoid the postseason ban because this team could be pretty good this year. You could make a run similar to last year. And if this thing dragged out to next year, uh, to the 2024 season, that's when the, that's when the playoff expands. You don't want a bowl ban when suddenly there's a lot of extra spots to get into the playoff. So I think it's more about just avoiding those long-term penalties. Um, the fact that it would, it would be, it would be really bad for their reputation if they got a lack of institutional control. They already avoided that. They got the lesser charge of failure to monitor. That's, that's a big deal. It's not a huge deal, though. Um, and so I, I don't think that matters too much to them. One, one thing about Sankey, I don't think we mentioned him yet. What was his role? And did he, did he, uh, what was it? Did you read his body language? Yeah. Uh, no, he was stoic as always. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a career attorney. So <laughs> that's what you're going to get out of him. He is pretty good yeah. poker face. Um, the SEC always has somebody, at least from the compliance wing, that um, attends all these. Uh, Greg Sankey used to be the chair of the infractions committee, so he, he knows how all this works because he used to run it. Um, so it, it, it was, you know, he was going to be here or somebody from the SEC was going to be here. That wasn't a shocker, but the fact that it was he, that he was the one here, um, I think at least gives the possibility that that could make some impact on the committee. Um, he's coming in with Tennessee. He's, 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 he's coming in wielding the power, not of just the conference, but of the transformational committee. All the things that Tennessee thinks will work in its favor, it hopes works in its favor, in the new legislation, yeah. Greg Sankey is the one that crafted that as head of the transformation committee. So even if it's a very, very, very subtle message, there is the message in that room that, you need to follow the rules that you set forth. And by the way, the guy sitting with us is the one that put those rules in place. And he's the most powerful guy in the deal, right? Yes. I mean, he's more powerful He's more powerful than anybody that was on the other end of the table. Uh, you, you, you can't overlook that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the, the power seems to be, you would think, in the prosecutors, which is the enforcement staff, or the jury, which is the infractions panel. Um, but Greg Sankey has more power than, in, than anybody else in that room. Hey, Adam, based on what you saw, well, people coming in and out of the room, and I know that Pruitt is the one that's under the gun here the most, how many of the people that you judged their face coming in and out would be a better poker player than Jeremy Pruitt? <laughs> um, well, Greg Sankey would be the best. Um, and uh, I, well, actually, Donde Plowman would be. Uh, Donde Plowman is is as political as they come, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, she can be motherly at one moment if needed. She can be best friend another if that's what's needed. And she can be um, hard-nosed diplomat at the next moment if she needs it. And you can see her demeanor transition smoothly from one to the next. Dur- during some of the breaks, you would see... You know, you would, you would see Tennessee's people go with their lawyers to their room. You would see Jeremy Pruitt with his lawyers go to their room. You would see Donde Plowman make a beeline to the NCAA panelists, which essentially are the jurors, and would go over and make small talk with them, find, find something they, they have in common. Um, there was a, there was a retired coach on the uh, on the panel. I mean, we recognize some of these. Uh, you could you could figure out who they were. That she went over and gave a hug to because they've known each other for years and. Um, you know, everybody else was going and setting up their strategy in their own little huddle. Um, she was going around the room and, uh, and, and, and working the room essentially, which is, which, what she's really good at. One sharp cookie. And listen, man, great, great stuff for us today and an awesome, incredible job reporting on the spot with the new son. Now, I don't know. What you got for going up there and doing it? But I say let's quadruple it, my friend. Quadruple. <laughs> well, I think I'm about to get a Starbucks and 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 write story number ten. I think is what's on my docket coming up. <laughs> I've not left the hotel yet. Well, they, I got I got booted out of the room, but I'm uh, I'm about to to set up shop and find my office in the Starbucks here. Be safe getting back, and our best to you. And if folks want to follow you. Uh, you owe it to yourself to follow him on Twitter, where there used to be blue check marks for folks like him, and God knows what's going on in the Twitter sphere right now. What a mess that is. But, Adam, how do they do so if they want to read your stuff and follow you? How's it happen? Yeah, in print, it's the, the Knoxville News Sentinel online. It's knoxnews.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Adam Spark. You are my main man. You have a Dwight Gooden, and I appreciate you, brother. Good talking to you. <laughs> Thanks. Good to be here. Hey, Bino, Jeff, um, isn't it great that he found the humor in the sidebars in something that truly, at the end of the day, most of us feel like is an absurdity? That's absurd that Tennessee was up there this week with in light of what's going on in major college sports right now. It's absurd. (laughs) Only, only. Could Jeremy Pruitt be up there under the gun and Tennessee be up there with him and them have an excellence in coaching uh, thing going on across the hall? That's perfect. And somehow our guy Filmer manages to be right in the middle of it. I mean, can you make that up? Oh, uh, Philip Filmer is where it's happening. 
He's whether in the you want him to be or not. Brian Hartman. I mean, how is Filmer in the middle of that, Bry? Think about that for a because second. Because he wants to be. That's exactly And he's right. got a knife that will lead the way. God, Brian. That's brutal. I mean, I okay, mean, not then. even I would go there. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was brutal. Eight, kind of like my connection a little while ago. 865-200-5402. I'm in Westchester, New York, ladies and germs. I've, I have arrived. I'm large and in charge. So if you're listening to me and you're in Westchester and you want to host Basilio for the next three hours, give me, give me a jingle. If you want to make me a little lunch, I'm, I'm here. This is for real. Faux, this is, you don't, listen, you don't try this at home. Okay, don't get in your car and drive around New York City and do a radio show at home. This is this is for real. This is the reals. Brief timeout. We come back eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The number again eight six five two hundred five four zero two is the numero uno numero uno numero uno. If you want to get in with us, several things up for grabs today. I like the officiating in the NBA. Last, Brian, did you watch any of the Sixer game last night? I just want to mention this. Yeah, I saw the part where Harden got ejected, and I don't understand how they could eject him for that. So he got ejected because they should have ejected Joel Embiid about, uh, well, in the first half of the same game. Should have, been, should have ejected Joel Embiid, and they didn't. And so... Um, because they didn't eject Joel Embiid, who kicked a guy. First, he punched a guy in his family jewelry, uh, Claxton, who is getting all on, up all on Joel Embiid's nerves. Uh, and and then he punched him on the way to the going up for a shot. Uh, tried to connect with his family jewelry, missed him, and then um, Claxton knew what he did. Threw a shot up, got fouled by Embiid, of course. And as he's being fouled by him, he, I mean, you can't make this up. He, at that point, I mean, what in the world? The guy's hovering over him. Joel Embiid goes to kick him right there. I mean, the guy could have been singing like Michael Jackson by the time Embiid was done with him. And here's the thing. Uh, Joel Embiid deserved a 100% a hunjo get thrown out of the game, and they didn't throw him out. But they threw Brian's guy, James Harden, because Brian is a huge James Harden fan. They threw um, James Harden out of the out of the game for nothing. Probably it helped them win the game to have him out of there because Tyrese Maxey took over late. Yeah. No question. And he's great, by the way. He's going to be great. Isn't he going to be a great player? Brian? He looks He looks that way. Yeah, he's going to be a he great player. He kind of worries player. me about the next series if both teams and, and both teams should advance. How about Bri? How about Bri breaking it down scientifically? Bri, you should be worried. But I expect is, the Celtics to still win the series. He but. is our leader. Uh, he is uh, a guy that is growing right before your very eyes, Brian, as somebody that is not afraid 
And, Brian, I'm for him, not against him, to quote my brother Steve. And one thing that kind of worries me about the matchup, the coaching matchup, Missoula is, this is his first ever head coaching foray into the playoffs. Yep. And Doc Rivers has been at it for quite a long time. Hey, Brian. Now, you're familiar with Doc Rivers as a playoff coach. Okay. There's a name when it comes to postseason hoops because he's racked up a bunch of regular season wins. He's a regular season warrior. There's a name that Tony Basilio is thinking about right now that he's not going to use on the air. Okay, we can't. I can't. I, well, I, no. don't, I don't want to make Bino mad, but that's who Doc Rivers reminds me of. I don't want to aggravate Bino. He's never, Bino's, since Boston, he's never been past the, he's never been to a conference final. The Sixers haven't been past the second round since 2001. That's the only time they did it since they won the NBA championship in 19. 19- 83. It is 40 years ago. 40 freaking years ago. Get out the grainy film. Sports fans. Oh, there's no question. You can break the grainy film out. Next to the Flyers. Now, the Flyers have the grainiest of film. The Flyers, the last time they hoisted the Stanley Cup, Zap Ruder, Zap Ruder has better film than what exists for the Flyers. Zap Ruder. Zabruda. Bino, did you watch that documentary I sent you the other day about the guy that uh, hung out with Lee Harvey Oswald and Marina and, and got to know them really well? Yeah, Tony, but I will. I will probably this weekend. You have not Tony, seen I that? love Barkley's commentary after that uh, Sixer game. Which was? He said, kids, here, here's what you learn. If you're going to... If the choice is kick someone in the junk or backhand them in the junk, kick them in the junk because it's legal and the other's not. <laughs> I love Barkley. Did you see the other night when Barkley took off on uh, uh, the receding hairline of that Jones guy, that or Royce White, who plays for the Celtics, and he and Shaquille O'Neal sat there like only brothers can, that Derek White. Derek White, rather. Not Royce. I'm sorry. Derek White. I, I confuse my whites. He, uh, <laughs> I always been like that. And um, I used to get Randy White and Tony White confused all the time. Anyway, Randy White of the Cowboys. Did you s- see those two guys on that set continue to laugh and crack on? Bino, have you seen the video of that? I've got to send that to you guys if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it, I haven't seen it, Tony. I, I think I did, it. yes. It is all-time funny. At one point, Barkley's over there going, <laughs> laughing like, and, and, and Shaq does some kind of thing, and then they involve Stephen A. Smith in it, and they go, look at Brother's hairline. Look at his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were, they were comparing his hairline to Stephen A. Smith, and they were just hee-haw laughing at this poor guy. I mean, Barkley, you talk about a guy that just enjoys it and is infectious with his enjoyment of it. Oh, my gosh. A new ball, ladies and gentlemen, is in the portal uh, in football, and the processing is underway, as they say in the trade. A brief timeout. We come back with more on the other side. Your Tony Basilio show, 
we got 25 to play if you want to jump in more after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. 
We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. Miles, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You always have some great specials for us. So what do you got for us this week? Well, this week we have T-Bone Steak, four ninety nine a pound, Bomas Pork Chop, Family Packs, two ninety nine a pound, Green Cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, 24-pack Deer Park Spring Water, two for 10, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for $10. Fantastic. And these run all the way through next Tuesday. Uh, and I know you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there in West 7. So, Miles, we thank you. We appreciate you. The, your staff is amazing. Just so you know, every time I come in, they're very friendly. So I definitely appreciate it, and so does our customers. So you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Easy for me to say. Tony B back with you, 865-200-5402. Let's go back to the phones. I, I uh... Adam Sparks, I'm still laughing about that last segment, some of the things that we're still talking about. Hopefully we can get on with the business of excoriating, laughing at, and besmirching the memory of Jeremy Pruitt soon and get that sort of chapter behind us. And how Tennessee has ended up in the shape that they're in as a football program is beyond is beyond me. But that's where we are, and it's pretty amazing. Let's go to the phones without further ado and get our uh, next call in the hunt and in the mix and in the mix and in the hunt. And W. Lynn, welcome in, brother. How you doing? How my friends and compatriots doing? It's incredible. What a great day to well, be alive, a man. Beautiful outside. Adam Sparks, but uh, Bino, I'm still keep keeping that cup handy. Are you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> it's always right there, ready to go on at a moment's notice. Because I'm, I'm, what are they saying? We're going to hear the final answer: is spring or summer? Is that the the word? That's six weeks. That's six weeks. Okay, somebody predicted yesterday it'd be July fourth or something. They'd come out with it. <laughs> but uh, I hope you're right. I hope it's early, and uh, I think we did everything we could do with our new administration and new people and. Uh, just keeping my fingers crossed. That's all we can do right now, Tony. Well, and if we get a bowl ban, I mean, look, we get a bowl ban. You know, uh, I'd rather get it ban. now than next year. <laughs> you know, you know, and that's the I thing in my mind. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on that W limb, but I, I, I've arrived at this. I don't know that I fight that if I get a bowl ban because at the end of the day. I don't want it to drag into twenty twenty four. I, I want to get the thing no. over with. Yeah. And that playoff starting, and I sure don't want to have that be banned from that, you know. So, 
Tony, you going through the George Washington Bridge brought back a memory. Uh, myself, my lovely uh, Angel Ellen, and my daughter, we went through that thing in 2003, and there was a car wreck, and it was bumper-to-bumper traffic. And I illegally crossed through one of those cut-throughs, and I ended up going through the part that's like a tunnel, you know. <laughs> and I feel for you. And what what you did being on, on radio, broadcasting a show, uh, Brian, I think that could go in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I really think that's a category they ought to have. Well, and here's the thing. I don't. I make it, I make it and I'm not bragging on myself. But I'm on here cool as a cucumber. Some dude up there right around that bridge. It's funny you mention what you mentioned. Some dude came up right on me and almost slammed into me from behind. He was like flying. And I looked back in my rearview mirror and I saw this car like, and I had to jerk to the right to get out of the way. Turns out he was he was playing with his phone or he was playing with something on the console of his car. Uh, because you could see he was totally distracted, and he came, and he came a millisecond from hammering me while I was talking. Jolt of adrenaline. Well, it, you know, we went through it because we were leaving uh, the great Marco Vanek and his family. We visited with them. Love. We were him. on the way to Maine, and so we finally got through it. And I, I called, and his lovely wife Sharon answered, and I said, "Well, we went through the George Washington Bridge. That's one time we'll do it, and that's it." And then I come home and here on the History Channel, it's the most traveled bridge in the world. Gah! Where is <laughs> Yesterval Marco Vanek these days, if anywhere? He's in the Charlottesville area. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I've, last I heard from some other players, he's doing well. I, I need good to Good for him. him. That's, a, that's he, a really, really beautiful spot. He's a good guy. Great family man. Hell of a player in his day. Uh, and no doubt, Bino Jeff Henderson remembers the great Marco Vanek. Part of absolutely the remember Marco Vanek, great player. Um, Tony, give the distracted driver a little grace. He may have been doing a radio show too, for all you know. That's a but great move, line. Moving on to baseball. <laughs> moving on to baseball here. Uh, uh, in, in memory and in the spirit of Roger, I think we all ought to go to that stadium if you've got tickets and yell and scream and clap, and we have to win two out of three. I, I'm saying we are. I, I'm put, put me down for we're winning two out of three at least. I'll tell you what, if it doesn't go our way early, I wonder who gets taken out of the game quicker. And I hate to put it this way. Is it our fan base, Bino, or our players? Who gets taken out of the game quicker if it's not going our way early tonight? I I, I think that uh, the trial period uh, that we saw on uh, Tuesday is over. Uh, I think that our lineup's going to be fairly well what it's going to be the rest of the way. That deal Tuesday, guys. That deal Tuesday, if that isn't rock bottom to this season, then I don't know what rock bottom looks like. That better have been rock bottom for this season, right? I hope so, because like Coach Vitello said, you know, we got half our SEC season left. But, you know, we really need to win the next four seasons, or not, next four series, 
and going to that South Carolina game having to win maybe one to get in the NCAA, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of bracketology person out there says today we'd be in the Indiana Regional if it started today as a three yep. seed. <laughs> the Kyle Schwarber hit 192 in the month of April and May Invitational up in the Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Indiana. But I'm going to try to get baseball. over there, I think, tomorrow. It's a, it's a noon game, and all the rain's going to be gone. Yep. I've been watching the weather. By 8, 8 o'clock, 9 in the morning, that big storm's coming through while we're sleeping. It's going to be gone. It's going to cool things so off, though. Just a great night tonight, though. 80 degrees at first pitch. That'll be a tomorrow, great night to go to. Oh. Yeah. And then Sunday, you know, the early start, and it's going to be like uh, 68, 69. I mean, perfect weather this weekend uh, for this series. No excuse on so the weather, you, baseball balls. Yeah, so try to get over there, and if you, if you can't use your tickets, please get them to somebody to go and uh, – I don't know where the student section quite is right now. I think it's down the right field line. They 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 need to come riled up and ready to go. You know, uh, we got to be the tenth man today, Bino. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday. You got that right. Thank you, brother. Now, Great show, guys. Bino, Keep it up. Talking to you. That's something, Bino. I wouldn't have predicted that W. Lim would come on and say for us to be the tenth man as a fan base. He threw me a curveball today. It was it was shocking, Tony. W. Lynn is always there for these teams, and he's uh, he 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 encourages us all to to stay with them. Amari McNeil, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Titansville will find this newsworthy. Um, Amari McNeil from the Tennessee Volunteers, an interior defensive lineman. Red shirt sophomore, Sewanee, Georgia, Peachtree High School, uh, has entered the transfer portal. So, happy trails, Amari McNeil. I saw the other day where Harrison Bailey has entered the transfer portal from UNLV after receiving sparing playing time there. And so, um, Harrison Bailey's interesting being star, isn't it? That's an interesting case right there. It, it, it is, Tony. It uh, just speaks to the volatile nature of that, uh, of that position and maybe how hard it is to, uh, to evaluate just who you are coming out of high school as quarterback. We'll go back to our phones, 865-200-5402. If you want to join us again, 865-200-5402. Brian, who do we have in the association tonight in the playoffs? Well, you have the Celtics and the Heat from State Farm Arena, Game 3. And the Celtics lead that series two games to none. And then at 830 on ABC, New York is going to be liquored and lit up. As the, the New York Knicks oh. host the Cleveland Cavs, that's an 8.30 tip on ABC or thereabout, and that series is tied 1-1. Minnesota-Denver, the Nuggets are at Minnesota. Denver leads that series two games to none. That's at 9.30 on ESPN. So 7, 8.30, 9.30.
and concurrently, Tennessee is going to play uh, at six on uh, S. I guess it's SEC o'clock. Network game, I believe. Eastern time. Yep. So that's great. You got you got some sports all night long. Vandy, by the way, thirteen and two. They lead the league uh, generously by with a generous schedule, but they lead the league by two games. Tennessee's played Missouri A and M at at Missouri A and M at LSU, Florida at Arkansas. I mean, not a breather in there. Unless you want to count at Missouri, and at Missouri was uh, played literally in Arctic conditions. Vandy, on the other hand, has played Ole Miss, who stinks. At Mississippi State, who's gotten a little better, but still kind of stinks. Georgia, who stinks. At Missouri, who now has zero pitching left. The Missouri-Tennessee saw and the Missouri team that's playing in the SEC right now are two different Missouris. Georgia beat Arkansas last night, by the way. And then South Carolina at home. My contention on that Arkansas team is they're not very good. They're good at home. I know they're. I know they've got the record they have. But Brian, even last week, I mean, we co- totally cooperated with them. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't hit look- the cover off the baseball much. No. I don't think they had timely. No. They had timely hits because of errors. They for the have most an part. OK club. They they got the type of baseball team you can win with in college baseball because it's such a game of mistakes. They wait for you to make mistakes. Go to the phones. Something and you don't have to be week. real patient yeah. with that with us. Uh, no. No. That's the other thing tonight, Bino. When we get that first fielding error, will the floodgates open? Because we had a caller, Freddie Jack, yesterday, who really embarrassed himself on here. But, you know, hey, I'm the type of guy that I like. I let a caller embarrass themselves. That's what they want to do. Freddie Jack says to me, uh, well, you know, it's the pitching. I'm like, Freddie Jack, how would you like to get, go out to the mound as a starter and know you got to get five or six outs? Because that is the size of it, Beanstar. We have the worst defense maybe you'll ever see in your life Through halfway through the SEC season. I'm not exaggerating here, am I? Well, I mean, it's the, it's statistically the worst defense in the league, in, in league play. Um, it, it's, yeah, our, our pitching hasn't been what we would expect it to be, um, but it's it certainly hadn't been helped by our offense or our, our defense. Now, you know, we this has been a team that's just kind of at the first hint of things going wrong has just reacted poorly. I think there's been about three times uh, this year when after an, a fielding error, we've hit a batter. Uh, it, it, it just seems to compound itself with this team, and it can't it can't keep it from happening. So that's... You know, we're going to have to respond much better to adversity in the second half of the SEC season if we're going to come anywhere close to uh, to playing in the in the regional. Billy, get in here. Bino's getting wordy, Billy. How you doing, Tony? Bino's getting wordy, Billy. Yeah, I know he is. Tony, I'll tell you what. It is a great honor to be a member of the TBR network. Now, you see, Tony, if Rush Limbaugh can have his own network, why can't you? So I call it the TBR network. So there. Okay. On another note, um, uh, this series coming up, 
I'm going to say uh, if they if they don't start heating, they're not going to win. If they don't start improving on their fielding and stop making one error after another error after another error after another error, they're not going to win. And if they don't show any, and if they don't play hard and show a great deal of determination, they're not going to win. And that's the name of that tune. Do you, Bino, find Titansville to be right on the money right now? Uh, that is top-notch analysis, and I agree with it 100%. In other words, quit playing such ugly freaking baseball so we can enjoy the weekend, please. Well, Sean, Sean, Dr. Sean says it correctly. This team needs to start playing solid baseball. Uh, not worry about how many wins they've got. Just play solid baseball and take what comes. Hey, Billy, week two. Last week it was uh, me against W. Lynn. This week it's me against you. It's the Michigan Panthers and the Philadelphia Stars in our hub home. The game being uh, placed as part of the nightcap doubleheader at Tom Benson Stadium. Do you have a thought on the Michigan Panthers against the Philadelphia Stars tonight or tomorrow night or Sunday night? First of, all, first of all, Tony, I am not, I am not a Panther fan. And I'll tell you why. They bring in a new team, and the people of Detroit don't even support it. And I thought that Detroit was a great sports town. Yep. Boy, boy, was I wrong. Bill? They're not a great sports time at the town at all. Are you judging them because there were only a few thousand people at a league that only... Attracts a few thousand. Come on, Bill. Bill, do better than that. You ought to have a take, man. The Panthers and the Stars are playing Sunday night, and Brian Hartman will be watching, along with Gold Brick Joe and the rest of the sports team. I'll tell you what, your, your Stars is going to tear the Panthers' kingdom down, Tony. Well, there ain't no ifs, ands, and buts Case about it. mania will soon be running wild across the landscape of North America. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at ChryslerDodgeJeepRamOfColumbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. The NASCAR Xfinity Series. Under the green flag now, Justin Allgaier on the inside. Heads to Dega. This is a prime opportunity for Josh Berry, and he has risen to the occasion. Who will prevail down the Alabama gang super stretch? John Hunter Nemechek down to the inside of Chandler Smith off turn four. Chandler Smith has the momentum. It's the Ag Pro 300. 2.30 Saturday, April 22nd on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.